Some brands choose to buy recognition. NGK would rather work for a living. Time after time, track after track, season after season, the engines that continually propel NHRA teams to victory often rely on NGK spark plugs. From factory stock cars to the top fuel class, we put our name on the line. And when we finish first, which happens a lot, we go back to work. Why? Because sometimes recognition can come with a price, but actions always speak louder than words. We earn it. We own it. That's what matters to us. NGK Spark Plugs, since 1936. Mr. Top Sportsman, Don O'Neill. Keep on till they can't ignore you. Put it up for the Wigan Warriors. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the newest edition of Racers and Rail Cars. And I have a special guest today. I'm just going to bring him right on in. Don O'Neill, Top Sportsman Driver. Welcome to the show, Don. How are you? Hey, What's up, Cam. Thanks for that great inter- introduction there to bring me into the show. I'm glad to see that uh, you got your legs underneath you there while I was uh, gone for the past couple of weeks. So uh, glad to see that you can handle that without me. So I'm just going to sit back over here and take the uh, seat of the co-host and let you run this bad boy, just like you do a top fuel dragster. Oh, listen to this guy. This guy, you know, not everybody's cool and drives, drives, uh, you know, door cars and, you know, this is true. This is true. Yeah. There can only be so many of it because that's cool guys driving door cars. Yep. Not everybody can be as cool as you, but nobody is calling me up and saying, Hey, you want to swap spots? Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> but with your help, I could be the best. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. No, right. thanks for uh, managing everything for the past couple of weeks. I greatly yeah, no appreciate worries. it. I'm, anytime, anytime. Sure. You know, I didn't, I didn't burn all the the wires out of my computer quite yet. Um, but this episode could be the the uh, deciding factor whether my computer decides to take a shit or not. So, if it just goes and that's it for the episode, that's what happened. So, but other than that, you know, things are just uh, swell. And uh, yeah, I mean. Let's let's dive right into it. What, I mean, what do you want to talk about, Don? I mean, I got a little small list here, but I mean, it's not that big. But there's some things going on in the world of motorsports. But mostly, let's see what do I want to talk. What do I want to start with? Um, I guess we could start start with the marketing aspect of this show, or shall I? I guess it's kind of related to marketing, not really like full on marketing, but sometimes you have to learn to pivot. Yeah. And yeah, meaning, meaning, meaning when you have everything dialed in and you're ready to rock and roll and ready to announce something and everything's awesome. And then something beyond your control puts a delay in that. Um, sometimes you <laughs> just have to learn how to pivot. And that's, I guess that's going to be the title of this show pivot because um, I got put into a situation that I'm 
in the process of trying to navigate my pivot. And uh, yeah, um, it's, it's been very interesting. It's, it's an unfortunate situation. I thought I was going to be back a lot sooner than I'm going to be now, but with no fault to anyone um, other than a global pandemic. Um, all my sponsors are ready to go rock and roll. I'm ready to go rock and roll. The team that I was going to announce is ready to rock and roll, but there's just a couple logistical things that we just can't seem to get figured out, i.e. a border crossing. So um, I will just leave it at that, but hopefully um, we will be able to put everything on a little bit of a hiatus and uh, debut here shortly. So unfortunately, I know I've been dropping a lot of hints on the show about how I may or may not show up in Charlotte. Well, I won't be in Charlotte. So um, (laughs) hopefully it will be sooner rather than later. But uh, just know that there's a lot of work going on behind the scenes. And I really appreciate, uh, you know, all my sponsors, um, you know, MP, JBS, racers and rental cars, Ferran Company and all the all the people that are that are help helping make this happen. Um, Yeah. I just, uh, we're just, we just hit the pause button a little bit. So, um, you'll hear more about that later, but yeah. Um, as far as racing though, I mean, I did get to race in Vegas, uh, which is the last time we dropped an episode, which was freaking awesome. I had a really, really good time out there in Las Vegas at the four wides. I actually, my family ended up coming. Blair got to go to her first drag race and see her daddy drive a top fuel car. Jet was all psyched. He got to ride in the tow vehicle. Um, he loved that until he screamed bloody murder because he wanted to get in the car with Dada and that wasn't going to happen while I went down the track. So he lost it a little bit. apparently like when we went under the bridge and he was having like a full on meltdown stage four meltdown because he couldn't get in the car with daddy. Um, he's having a little, he's having a little bit of a separation anxiety when it comes to me going to quote unquote work. So, but other than that, we had a good time out there. I got to hang out with my buddy, Matt, Dell, um, you know, I appreciate them, you know, giving me the opportunity to drive their car. So it was really cool. And to step on the gas again is freaking awesome. So So you're telling me that you don't have one of those SFI harnesses to (laughs) strap jet to your chest, you know, the whole carrying them around the grocery store. Dude, I should hit up Debbie at Simpson and see if she could make me some sort of sling that I could hold him in there. That'd be pretty badass. Putting him right here on the chest, small helmet. Yeah, little fire, little fire sock action going on. Oh, dude, he he would do it too. He's nuts. So, yeah. So, but uh, that's actually that'd be so funny. He loves getting in the car and like towing it, like on the way back to the pits or like to the staging lanes. He thinks he's all big shot. Stands on my on my lap and he's got it all down already. So it's pretty cool to see. So I'm in trouble there you, there basically. You go. Is what it's is what it's telling me. I don't uh-huh. see myself getting out of any form of motorsport anytime soon. So <laughs> he can't throw a ball for shit. So I have a feeling, uh, or jump. He can't figure out how to jump, which is interesting. He can't jump both legs at the same time, but he can jump his bike and all that and drive all of his cars and stuff around. But he still can't run, jump, and swim. So well, actually, I take that back. He's doing really good in swimming lessons. But anyway, so yeah. What a what Don tell me since we're talking about four wide because I was out there in Vegas. I'm sure you may or may not have watched some of the highlights or something. Your thoughts on the four wide? I know we probably talk about this every year, twice a year, but tell me, tell me, tell me. Oh, the burning well, question. I, well, 
before before we go to, go to that, I got I got to put my uh, thought in on the pivot there. It's amazing when you can plan, lay out everything, and think about all the I, dotted I's and T's crossed, and do everything you possibly can internally and even with some agencies externally, and some way somehow it gets screwed up. And the forces of nature, free will, whatever you want to call it, it, uh, it just knocks you back and says, okay, so you thought you had everything planned for. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, we all, ha- we all go through that in one way, shape, or form and, and so forth. So, it's, a, it's always a challenge to try to overcome logistics issues. It, it, because it, because you're at the mercy of everything, right? Just just take silly things. Takes take print and crew shirts, and and you approve something, and sign off on it, and it goes to the company. And then the next thing you know, when the, you open the box and you go, okay, I already knew what I approved. I know what it's going to look like. You open the box and you look at it and you go, this ain't right, <laughs> because somebody loaded the wrong stock number apparel in the printer. And so your stuff, your stuff looks right. It just don't fit anybody. (laughs) You know, and again, what did you do? You did everything you could do and still externally forces of nature, human free will. uh, it, It is what it is. It's, and it's no, it's with everything, right? So you just, you try to plan the best you possibly can for everything and just hope that you can get 90% of it right. You're still, you're still going to be at somebody else's beck and call for um, the other 10%. And more than likely, though, it's always that 10% that will derail your train. Oh, take yeah. you back to zero. 100%. Just when you think you're there, it's, it's like, you know, ah, just kidding. You don't, you don't run this ship. So I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to take that right there and I'm just going to pull that right back out. So what, what did, what's that cliche about, uh, uh, what I'm trying to remember how it goes. Uh, you want to make God laugh, tell him that you got a plan or something. Oh God. It's a, uh, uh, man plans. God laughs. And it's, that's it. So true. Yeah, so, and I, know, I love and, that, but that's true. And it's, I mean, without getting super religious out there, uh, it's it, it's very true. I mean, I, I kind of believe in that. So, um, yeah, yeah. But I mean, it it all works out. That's what my I was pretty bummed out about it, and my wife was like, Cameron, you always seem to figure it out. Look at what you've accomplished with nothing. <laughs> you, it'll all work out just fine. So, which, and yeah. she's right. So you just got to take a step back, no. take a deep breath and it all happens for a reason. So maybe there's something bigger and better that we don't, we don't see it. So. Oh, well, and I don't, uh, I don't disagree with that. And although probably later in the show, I'll give you a reason how I could probably make an argument against it. Oh <laughs> um, yeah. But as far as the four wides go, I have been, I went to the first one in Charlotte. I'm trying to remember. I want to say that that was in like, was that in like, like five years ago? No. Four years dude, ago? Dude, 
I retired in 13 and I remember going to the first one. So that would have been like 2009. So it's been a minute, dude. 12 years. Has it been that long? No. Dude. I'm telling you. No, it four wide. No, actually that was the second. I was going to say, because I raced in Charlotte in 16, but it was the second. And it was only two wide. So, you could be right. Yeah. So, yeah. So it's been a minute, right? I am from the standpoint that the four wides give us an opportunity to have the circus come to town. <laughs> it's a, I mean, I'm just, I mean, legitimately it is, right? I also believe that the four wides provide a lot of different opportunities for the TV aspect of, of a time slot in being able to complete those pro rounds in a, an efficient and effective manner for a TV time slot. Um, you know, you start looking at something, if you want to do comparison, right? Compare and contrast NASCAR, Xfinity. Uh, you look at the amount of time that it takes for them to do a race, for where people's, where the ratings and so forth on time for how long people are engaged watching uh, versus the breakaway in the middle part of the race where it gets monotonous, people tune out and then they come back an hour later, or half hour later or whatever it is because they're trying to catch the tail end of the race whatever that case may be, the four wide provides some, some opportunities that I think are positive for NHRA drag racing and Fox. Totally. I, all the way across the board. I can find a lot of things in there that I, you're, I'm going to, I'll argue with you to say, nope, that's, it is good. It's good for our sport. Now, does that mean it's good for the purists? No. Historically, our purists, Wow. they're called purists, right? I mean, there's, there's purists in NASCAR and they can't stand a big, big spoiler in the back in the low horsepower package and, and so forth and so on. And they don't like the car of tomorrow. And if they had their way, we'd they NASCAR would still be running the 85 Monte Carlos, uh, <laughs> you know, around in a circle. I get it. I understand that, right? The purists of the sport that just the NHRA, they want, 500 inch carbureted motors and pro stock scoops. I get it. I understand. Right. I, but thank you for still watching our sport and talking about it, whether it's in a positive or negative manner, you're still talking about it. Um, I can't, I can't really say a negative thing other than the individuals that are the purists. Are there challenges to the four wide yes staging issues which oh again, dude if which in, again oh uh, hold on uh, oh here's my thing now i honestly here i am got my hand up y'all can't see me i have never participated in a four wide event okay but what i can tell you is is that i watched a video of like 20 junior dragster kids at Vegas, be able to pull it off. Okay? Now, now they can't drive down the highway at 60 miles an hour, but these kids got in juniors and rolled up there, turned pre-stage bulbs on, staged, and they all left together. So, I think at some point we mature and we start little knobs turning in our head and screws 
and we kind of get out of whack and we overthink things. And I mean, I saw pictures of people putting uh, index cards on their dashes or a piece of tape saying what lane and what light they needed to look at. I mean, dude, we did some stuff like that in the army. I got, no, I'm not hating on you for doing it. There's nothing wrong with a quick glance reminder. I mean, heck I got people that put on their dash don't suck. Right. I mean, I, I get it. I mean, okay. It's all right. But there was the, the people on Twitter that were like, oh, this is horrible. The drivers, they're, the drivers are being embarrassed. And I'm going, whoa, 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 whoa. wait, wait, wait. I, I, wait, I disagree with that. Okay. I mean, we, we, they taught these kids. And, I, and from what I understand, I think I understand they taught them in like an hour. Like they had an hour session or a meeting or whatever training session before they did it in Vegas with the, all these junior kids. And I'm going – it should have probably only taken 20 minutes with adults, okay? As we mature and get older and intellectual levels go up, our efficiency and ability to process should increase. So we should, we should be good. Uh, that We didn't look that way on Saturday and Sunday a couple Dude, times. Dude, it was a mess. I'll tell you what, like, you know what's funny is like, so that was Q1 was my yeah. first time I've been in the car since November. So, and I'd never driven this car before. So I'm like trying to figure it all out. Obviously, yes, the same handles are in the same spot. Steering wheel is still in the middle. Right. But I mean, I'm trying to reach the pedals for one, um, two, you know, making sure my seatbelts are on and <laughs> I'm rolling around the thing and I'm like, Oh shit. Okay. So I'm like trying to do, because I, I mean, I've done it before, but it's been a minute since I've done the four wide thing. And I'm like, all right, I'm in lane two. Okay. And I'm like rolling in and I was like, so I'm the third light. Cause that's the one that's in lane two. And I'm like, oh shit, no. And I, like, and it screwed me all up. And I was like 260 on the tree or something for Q1. And cause I was looking at legit looking at the wrong one. And like, after I realized it, I was, I looked up and I'm like, no, 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 that's wrong. But you know, it's, it sucks if you're in lanes two and three, but it doesn't matter if you're in lanes one and four, because it's the same, if that makes sense. So it does, but you, it just, it's like, no, but again, you know, I only had one shot at it and, and (laughs) I was dealing, you know, the car, we had to take some stall out of it because it didn't want to roll. And like, so I was like, so I was not only was I like trying to adapt to this, this car, which there was nothing wrong with the car, but it's like, again, I, I've never driven it before. So I was just making sure I want to do everything right. And, you know, and so, and then I'm like, oh yeah, it's four wide <laughs> shit. <laughs> so, but it, it all ended up fine. And, you know, I, I didn't roll the beams or, but there was some people that I can tell you that were extremely confused, you know, time, but, timed out. Yeah. Timed I mean, out. Timed, timed out, pushed off the starting line. I mean, I, well, I think I watched one quad. There was four and Langdon was in lane one and yeah. Langdon was the only car to go. I think. And, yeah. and, and, and again, to me, that just puzzled me. I think I'd have to go back and look, but I mean, if you're beside the guy that's getting ready to leave, I mean, yeah, what? Okay. This is all right. There's a big concrete wall there between two and three. So you two focus over there. And you and me, we're going to look right here. I don't care what you do over there. I only care that my side of the tree comes down. That's all I give a shit about. I don't know. It was, I was, yeah, it I was, kind, of a, it was kind of a cluster. Yeah. Yeah. 
I can get the frustration aspect. I totally can. Yeah. Which again, which again, the, the biggest problem too is you don't do it very often. You get, so you get, it's repetition and blah, blah, blah. And then, then you You just get all ramped up. Yeah. And and everybody gets all like, Oh yeah. And then, okay, that's it. Just kidding. We're done now. We're not going to do that again. Oh wait, but we are going to do it again. Yeah, we are. That's right. And then after that, forget about it for like another year. Right. Which whatever. My only gripe about the whole thing is, I mean, if they want to do four wide, that's fine. Like I'm not going to not do it. Right. But I have two gripes. Gripe number one is we already have to fight for TV time. Okay. So it, you know, a lower funded team or whatever. And, and I'm not saying that they didn't show me on TV and that's not what I'm getting at. But when you're racing against Leah, Steve, uh, who else did I have in my quad? Oh, was it Greg Carrillo? Yeah, Greg Carrillo. So, I mean, you're fighting against three other people to get TV time now instead of just one other person, right? So when you're on the main stage, it's like, oh, yeah, we got four people dancing here instead of just two. So they got to, you know, they got to sp- split the time. So it's already hard enough to get things going in this world of sponsorships and stuff like that. So it just, it just makes the window a lot smaller. And then like, if you're racing up against somebody like John Forrest or something like that, of course, they're going to talk about him and whatever he's got going on or their cars, which I get, I'm not, I'm not complaining about that, but I'm just saying like, you have to compete with that. So it's very hard to compete with that when it's, when it's two, let alone four. Um, And then um, my other gripe with, it you said it, you had two. I do. Yeah, this is my other one. This is number two. Oh god, that was a yeah. long number one then. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Number two <laughs> is we just don't have cars. If we had 30 cars trying to qualify, it would be badass. To me, when you got 15 cars or 14 cars, mm, the quads aren't even full for the majority of them. So and then throw in a couple oops, I forgot to leave or whatever. And it's like, so it's not really for for wide. But right. If we had that's... more cars or maybe throw in, I would actually, I would kind of think this is kind of cool. Maybe at one of the races, if it wasn't a points paying race or something, but they like the, the purse, I think we might've talked about this before, but the purse was more or something funny car versus dragster. Two funny cars, two dragsters going for a wide. And it was like an all run format. Like you raced everybody or so, like, if you're going to change it up and do weird stuff, like make it really weird. Let's let's all get weird. Because then there's like get a degree of separation of weird. Then yeah, I mean, that's just my thought. If, if we had more cars, I would I would be more receptive to it. But fourteen and fifteen cars well, isn't going to cut it. Well, and so I would tell you the you know not that you're asking for my solution, but the solution for that is is the challenge is on the TV time, right? You're absolutely right. So I forget what it is. I think it's like it's like 26 seconds. Loans loans will probably text me or tell me. He'll tell me in Charlotte. He'll be like, you're wrong. I think it's like 20. It's I, I swear I think it's like a total of 20 seconds or 40 seconds in that window that they get for like each pair as they come up if it's two, right? That they have time to talk about, right? Promo or, or hype or mentions or 
backstories, interesting, fun facts, blah, blah, blah. Right, right. So their, their, their time limit in the booth to do that is very small. It's an extremely small window and challenging. If anybody, you know, if you, I mean, I'm just saying that's a challenge. You're trying to tell somebody's story or an interesting fact about them. And you got, you got 15 seconds for this guy and 15 seconds for that guy. That's it. Well, now we got four of you. So you get six, you get six, you, you know, so well, that's I, a huge. I agree with that. And I will, I got to give loans credit. Cause actually I had, I hadn't watched the broadcast, but I watched it last night and I just was fast forwarding through to see if they even showed me and time it and all that. And I got to, I got to thank loans because even though like, I mean, they did a couple close-ups or whatever on, on me, but he at least, Every time said, oh, and Cameron Foray is driving the Del Worsham Racing, because like, we didn't have a sponsor, right? So it's the Worsham Racing right. Popular Director. He got that out every single time. And I have to thank him for that right. because that was awesome. And just that little, but, and like you say, he doesn't, he only has a certain amount of time, but he at least yeah. said my name, said it correctly, said, you know, who I was driving for. And I was in the lane number two. Cool. I, yeah. I'll buy that, you know? Yeah. No, it, it's a significant challenge for them production wise. And I would think that for them to do something to make that time limit better, I think that they should, you know, they would look, but again, it's a TV deal, right? So if they're, if it's tape delayed, I would think that they would try to figure out how to, to build something in there to do, give them some more time to talk about you on a tape delayed situation versus a live situation, right? Because obviously the, the times it's got to go faster and stay on, on cue. But those two things, I think, are just significant challenges from a TV production standpoint to get you your mentions and time frame. But it has to be brought up and it has to be, it doesn't have to be focused on, but it most certainly has to be considered, right? right? You, it, it's got to be high up on the sheet to get those mentions out. Now, the short field side of it, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm in HRA. It's Monday. Forget Monday. It's Monday the week prior. So, we're two weeks away from starting this event, and we only got 15 cars in funny car or 15 cars in top fuel. I'm in HRA. I'm sorry. I'm calling somebody. I'm calling Don. I'm calling Torrance. I'm calling Kalita. Oh, trust going, me, they're calling. Right, I'm, <laughs> they, they are know, calling. But I, I mean, let's put some it. money. Right, but I'm like, guys, just what can we do here? What's it going to take? You know, I mean, at this point, I mean, let's just take. We'll take Dell for instance. For you, I'm in HRA. Come, Dell. What What do we have to give you to at least come back up for the second quad to run for qualifying? Can we meet somewhere in the middle? Some sort of benefit package it doesn't necessarily always have to be financial. You know, I right. mean, from, from Dell's standpoint it, or your standpoint, it could be anything. It could be a TV segment. It could be extra tickets down the road or, I, I mean, I'm just spitballing junk that I'm throwing it up like I'm shooting free throws here. But I would be trying to come up with something like legitimate, like, uh, you know, because I, th I think about you driving. How many different teams have you drove for now? Just, just, just in top fuel in the last three years. How many, how many different cars? Haddock, Leverage, Worsham. Lamatina. Those three, right? Oh. Lamatina. Okay. So four, yeah. Okay. So you've driven for no, four Peyton. different Five. There you go. So you've driven for five different teams, right? So 
you've got this, you're starting to get a resume of being the guy, Hey, call him up. His ass will fit in the car. Yeah. Uh, you know, so you have to do things if you're an association or an organization, or even from a team standpoint, figure out a way to get these cars to show up. Vegas is extremely difficult, but I still got to think that there's two, because there's still got to be two or three cars that are out there on the West coast that are sitting. Oh yeah. Brandon Welch. I know he would have loved to be there, but I don't think he had the funding. Um, uh, Steve Faria has a top fuel car out here. Um, I forgot about him. Yeah. There's, so there's another the one or two. There's another couple. Right. Right. Yeah. And so, uh, and, and even from that standpoint, if I'm NHRA and Hey, Marcus, Marcus, you did it over here in NASCAR, but I haven't seen it done in NHRA yet. That's okay? something we can talk about. I haven't seen it done yet, but if I'm in HRA, I'm calling Marcus up. Marcus, all your buying power, all these RV product companies that you've got in your camping world stores, not to mention all your other business ventures. Hey, we'll give you a segment time, help one of these teams get out here so that we've got a full field and we can run this deal and put on a good solid show. Uh, and I'm not saying that NHRA isn't doing that. They, I mean, that's not something that they're going to advertise and put out a press release about. And I totally get that. And and I'm sure that I'll get told, Hey, we contacted so-and-so and so-and-so and so-and-so perfect. I'm thumbs up. Do that. It needs to be done. All right. Be, especially when it's this four wide stuff, especially coming back out of COVID, all of us still struggling Everybody is struggling in one way, shape, or form. I don't care if you're Kalita, Don, Schumacher Racing, who you are. Everybody is struggling in one way, shape, or form with something. And if we can collectively lessen the blood flow loss, then, you know, we need to do things like that and try to work together and figure out things that are financially rewarding or beneficial, mutually beneficial to each other uh, to be able to put on a show for the fans, not only in attendance, who are tired of being in houses or locked up. They want to come out. They want to do things with their family and friends, you know, so we got them in attendance and then, Oh yeah, by the way, it's the product that's on the big screen in people's houses when they're watching it or their apartments or their phones or whatever, they're consuming it. We want to make sure that product is that much better. So I uh, agree. I agree with that. And you, you mentioned something that I, I don't, maybe you have some insight on this, but you know how at the beginning of the year in Gainesville, the Marcus, he like had all this stuff that he said he was going to sponsor some teams and, or whatever on Twitter and all that. And I've still yet to see that, but he keeps doing it in NASCAR truck. What, why, yeah, do. what do you think he's like, do you think, ah, I'm not going to spend the money or, uh, didn't look i'm curious why he didn't do that especially if he went out there and publicly and said hey you know you know it's that's a really good question uh i don't really have any insight into it i also but that being said okay not that i think that i'm even remotely close to marcus lamone uh lamonis sorry i said his last name wrong um maybe he hasn't had the right presentation yet i mean it very well could be i mean everybody was coming out of the woodwork and all of a sudden you're like oh wow there's all the cars there's so and so you know right you know they're signing up for twitter and all this stuff but it's like well but also also let's make sure that we keep things 
right? Because we, we talk about the business side of this. What it costs to run a top fuel car versus what it costs to run a, a Camping World NASCAR truck team for one event. We're, we got some dis- we got some disparity here. What do you think it costs to run it? What do you think it costs? Because I th- didn't he give fifteen thousand to to uh, the NASCAR truck teams. Yeah. Okay. So you give fifteen thousand to a guy like me, or say Doug Foley, or uh, I don't know Leverage or Krista Baldwin, like any of these smaller teams. Fifteen Gs will make or break them going to the event or not. Now, will they win the race? Probably not. But at least you have a camping world car out there. And I mean, maybe that's why. Maybe he doesn't want to have like the last place guy or gal representing his company. But on the flip side, wasn't some of the guys he was sponsoring in NASCAR, they weren't really like the guy, right? I mean, one of them burnt to the ground. Yeah, but a couple of the ones that he put his logo on were names top 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 10 teams top mid pack top 15 top 20 teams and see that's another thing so you start looking at that despair you know not just i don't want to use despair because that's the wrong word um if you look at the the distance how about we use that word the distance between say a lower funded nhra top fuel team or heck forget top fuel let's say a lower funded nhra funny car team Pro stock team. Yeah, Pro I mean, it team. doesn't have to be a dragster team. Those, yeah, right. Those, so, but again, I also feel like that there's some, some companies, some teams, there could be some conflict of interest that could be going on. Be. Um, That's what I mean. I know there's that. more, there's a yeah. lot more oh, to what he did. Gotta be. He got a lot of free press out of it, which was great for him and his brands. But I would, I'm just curious. I'm not mad at him or I'm not anything no no but i just, i'm i'm just as a business person i would be curious why he decided not to do it or maybe he's gonna wait maybe he's gonna wait till indy or something who knows but what was his reasoning to where he'd be like ah, i'm gonna back i'm gonna backpedal a little bit because obviously he did right because he hasn't done it so i'm just be yeah, curious no, and- to, to hear what he says i mean like i said i'm not bashing the guy i think it's great for what he's no. doing but i'm just yeah just but it also, I again, again, I mean, I've there. I mean, if you go back and you read some of those tweets back and forth, and you, I mean, you have to wonder, right? Was is there a backstory to why? Is there was there reasoning? Was there was there something about it that he go that made him just go, eh? I'm going to cringe right here for a sec. And maybe that's not what I want to do over here. Maybe I want to do something different. Yeah. Cause I would have honestly, my personal opinion, I mean, yeah, it would have been great if he would have wanted to pick me, but I honestly thought he was going to go with Terry McMillan. The guy's got as professional as family. He, yeah, he's got everything sitting there. It's all nice stuff. He runs well. He's got, you know, but I mean, I know he kind of dismantled his crew like literally like a week before that. So it would have been really hard, but I, that would have been my, like if I was him, I would have been like, yeah, he's my guy, but maybe he can't, he couldn't do it for the number that they, he was, he was, uh, needing. You know, yeah. I think that's, I, I mean, uh, you know, you, so we're having a conversation and he calls you up and he says, Hey, I got this. And you go, 
Uh, yeah, I can't do it for that. Yeah, I'm having those guys. Uh, I know, I know all about those. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. I mean, so legitimately, I, I mean, honestly, you those are those are serious conversations. Yeah, you want to be involved. You hope that it can be something more, but so those truck teams though, that stuff is done, right? It's sitting there. What do you have expenses? Payroll addition for what you already have, the expenses to get to the event, and your tire bill. Done. We're not, you're not changing rods. You're not pulling heads. You're not servicing blowers. You don't have to have three clutch packs. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that you're going to go through. They're legitimately going to roll out of the truck, and they're going to go around the racetrack for 150 laps or 200 laps, and done deal. Economically right. speaking, their expense package, what they could win or what they can walk away into their bank account with potential, you're burning yours up. You just he sends you a fifteen thousand dollar check at top fuel. You guys are all out in the pits and oh, yeah. you got you each got a burn barrel they, uh, at the end yeah. of your trailer and you, and you just burn and what do you got left? Uh nothing. It's in yeah. there. What did yeah. you do? I made two laps. <laughs> it's gone. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I mean, I'm just, I, no, you know it's, what I mean? I'm it's a hundred, a hundred percent true. And you are very right in your assumptions. I, I'd be willing to, I would have thought that a NASCAR truck might've cost a little more than 15 G's, uh, to run on a weekend, but maybe, maybe I'm wrong. I, I mean, once you have all the operating capital and like you're saying, um, it could be, you know, and if, if that's remember, the case, that's bitching. It, I wish mine right. cost. What does yours? What does your? What does yours cost when it's like I'm looking at mine? Do you know what it costs sitting here? Nothing. Do you know what it costs once it rolls into the trailer? There it is. That's where it starts at. And those NASCAR truck teams, they're sitting there and they have to pay for their crew and the fuel to go down the road, their fuel bill and their tire bill. And they're going to go around the racetrack and they're going to get paid because everybody gets paid based on how they finish. They're taking his money. And it's operating expenses for, it's like gambling. That's what they're really doing. They're taking his $15,000, leveraging it against the house. Hoping to that make they're it gonna make, 30. Yeah. Right? Right. And they, I mean, it's, it's kind of tough from that standpoint. But I hope that he does come and do something in NHRA. I mean, because, I mean, it's been a while since we've talked about this. But, I mean, give the guy credit. Racing RVs at Gainesville, that, that was, was way cool. cool. That was cool. Right. I, I mean, I'm excited to see because I'm sure he's going to be. It's only we've only had what a couple of races, so I'm sure there's going to be a lot more that's coming out, and and I'm excited to see what he does. One thing I will say, thank you. I think I've said it before. I'll say it again because they actually did it in Vegas again, and I'm super happy that they did. High five, kudos, whatever you want to give NHRA because everybody seems to think that they don't get very many kudos very often, but I want to give them a huge kudos on the champagne. In the winner circle, that is freaking badass. Thank you. That is rad. Um, yeah, when I won, when I won the world finals, I had to supply my own champagne. So, and I sprayed that oh. shit all over the winner circle. But they're doing that now, and I don't know if maybe Corbell, because I know Corbell's here on the West Coast. They, the owners, actually do a lot of racing in the sportsman ranks. Maybe they they decide because I noticed that it was Corbell Champagne. So maybe Great they put B2B. it. 100%. And I hope they did because I think that would be rad. So 
major props to Corbell if they're donating it or whatever. I mean, it's a bottle of champagne. It's it's ten bucks, but it's, put it put it in the sweets. Yeah, we be making, we be pouring mimosas. I mean, oh, come hell. on, let's go. It's Sunday morning. We got bacon and mimosas. Let's oh, roll. hell yeah! But I mean, it, it just it kind of like it makes a winter circle more of like a winter circle, and I think it's red. Other than absolutely for those of you that don't know, and when you first start to spray champagne, be ready because that shit is extremely sticky. So. I have a helmet up here on the shelf that still has champagne on it because I refused to take it off and I got a new helmet because it it like ate the paint on my helmet. Like it's, yeah, it gets all everywhere. So be advised that you will probably have to either wash or dry clean your fire suit and whatever you're wearing. So yes. just yes. remember that. If you learn nothing from this show, just remember that. <laughs> well, I will tell you that one year ago from today, I, or three years ago, rather, from today, I had to get my fire suit clean on the way to Atlanta after winning Charlotte National event and getting beer and so forth, beverages dumped on me. I had to go get my stuff cleaned before we raced in Atlanta. So, uh, I see, yeah, so you right. know, you're, yeah, yeah, you got to do that. But no, I think that's awesome, uh, that they're doing that. Um, I believe that we probably have a couple racers out there that are business owners in the fireworks business. I think that needs to be the next B2B opportunity NHRA. Uh, one of them actually lives down in D4 land and owns a nice fireworks company. You might want to call them up and let's get some fireworks. When we got this champagne spraying, we need some red, blue, green. We need, we need some color. Uh, make Mark Rebellis look, you know, look really good with his winter circle photos and so forth. I'm totally down with that. Uh, but yeah, absolutely. Uh, thank you for bringing that up and giving an HRA kudos. Uh, cause I thought it was sick at Gainesville when they did it. And so Vegas was even, yes, I was it like, well, it's not a one-time thing. I yep, mean, hell, sure. if I got to go spend 10 bucks and buy four bottles of champagne, I'll fucking do it. I don't care. Cause that's red. It was totally was absolutely. Um, unless you win like nine, 19 of the 20 races and you're like, God, I have to dry clean my suit one more time. <laughs> But not happening. Yeah. One, what, yeah, that ain't happening to me. But so, anyway, the once every 15 years that I win a race. Um, yeah, I don't mind. Are you coming up on that, Mark? (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Take your shoes off, Star Cow. Yeah. Hold on. (laughs) Hold on. 20. I would, dude, I'm the runner up king, though. Like, I've got so many runner ups since, since the world finals win. Hey. Man. I I'm I'm with you. I'm the bridesmaid on that deal. Yep. Yeah, I'm re- I'm ready for 21 to be different. So I'm with you on that. Yeah. All right. All right moving on. Let's moving on. Um. Oh, I went to I went to Funny Car Chaos last weekend to help my father-in-law out there in where was I Amarillo, Texas. After I got there, because we all know Cameron's flying luck, I was able to make it there before Q2, but not before Q1 because there was a storm in Dallas and they shut the airport down and I missed it. Um, but after that little stint and thinking I was going to die on the puddle jumper that they put me on from Dallas to Amarillo. Um, yeah, funny car chaos. If you guys have the opportunity to go, Chris and Tara, um, the promoters of that deal, they're doing a phenomenal job. It's super fun. They have a ton of cars. It's very like it would have been like back in the day, like in the seventies and sixties, like there's a buttload of cars, 
they're all out there like just for fun. I mean, yeah, there's, there's purse money involved, obviously, but it's, I'm telling you like, dude, there was a car. I was standing in the staging lanes next to my father-in-law's car, which is a nostalgia nitro funny car, but he wanted to go try it. Um, and he, he had a great old time, but I'm standing there and I'm like, I asked one of the crew guys, I was like, Dwayne, is that car running? <laughs> There's this guy, he has a funny car because everything has to be a funny car, but no rules. Basically, if you got a helmet and four wheels, like get her done. But he had a funny car that literally had like a small block Chevy in it. And it had like these extremely huge mufflers on it. And it sounded like it was electric because you couldn't hear it running. And when he would do a burnout, all you would hear was the tires like chirping. It's crazy. It's pretty cool. He ran in the, the C field. They have different fields or whatever because there's so many cars or whatever. Um, but all in all, very cool event. Um, the only downside I see to a lot of these smaller tracks that um, I have to give a lot of kudos to NHRA again, that's two in one episode. Um, their safety stuff that NHRA has at national events is second to none. Some of these smaller scaled tracks, you got to really be careful on what the safety situations are. There was happened to be a situation, excuse me, a situation in one of the finals, the car, I think it was a nitrous funny car actually. And I think it backfired and it blew up and caught on fire. And it was crazy. Like everybody was saying that the fire guys didn't even have their fire jackets on. And like, they, like I never even really saw the fire truck. Um, the car, the driver got out and he's like pushing his own car out of the, the, the pile of flames that are on the ground. And people were like jumping over the fences from their RVs running with fire extinguishers. So kind of a bad deal. Um, I hope to not see that again. Um, I've seen a lot of stuff like that at some of these smaller tracks. Um, and it makes me nervous, <laughs> but other than that, it was a great, great deal. Great. show. you guys should check it out. Well, okay. So what do, let's talk. Do you want to talk about bad stuff first or good stuff first? Start with the bad end with the good. Okay. I mean, I'm, I'm cool with that. All right. Look, if you, this is for anybody. I don't care if you're driving go-karts or 410 wing sprints or whatever it is. I, I mean, you should know. And if you don't, right, if you think there's a doubt or a concern, you should be calling the promoter or the track and saying, Hey, what do you have for safety equipment? What, I mean, the, what, what, ha you know, cause it, we all climb in, right? So think about the process when we climb in a race car, any race car. First, the first thing you trust is the safety equipment that you're wearing. The second thing that you're putting your trust in is the builder of what it is that you're driving or riding, okay, motorcycles. Mm -hmm. uh, and then the third thing is the, is the safety crew at the racetrack. That's, that, I mean, that's it. That's where your that's where your trust ends. That they're your final protective line. Now, I will throw in there if you're racing somewhere that's got steel guardrails and no runoff trap, and there's a river at the end of it <laughs> past the woods that you could end up in. I mean, the, okay, guys, you you really kind of know what you're getting with, right? But you have to ask those questions. You should be concerned about that. We have you have loved ones, um, and it's not if something bad's going to happen. It's a matter of when it's going to happen. Uh, so do your due diligence. I think let's give a shout out to Tim McCamus. Um, I think Tim McCamus put a video out a couple of years ago 
about going somewhere and racing and not knowing. And, you know, he made famous the window licking. Aftar. Uh, bleep, bleep. Yeah, bleep, bleep. Um, I think you're a window licking bleep, bleep. If you go somewhere and you are racing and it's not safe. I think that's just, I mean, just, would you jump out of an airplane without a parachute? I got a pack. It doesn't have a parachute in it, but I could put a pack on my back and I'm going to jump out. I mean, the only person I, I've ever seen do that was Travis Pastrana and he has a couple screws loose. Right. Hashtag true story. So I, I mean, you need to do that. And so take care of yourself, be your, be your best advocate for your own well-being. Uh, and then, and in turn, those of us out here at local communities at these racetracks and these events and promoters, do go one above and try to help the racetrack facility get more safety equipment, right? There's a lot of guys that are out here that are trained. You can watch them fly. They're flying all over every weekend going to a race because they're trained and they know promoters know that if something bad goes wrong, you can't, it's, it's going to cost you more if you don't have that guy there or those three people there or four people there. Um, do yourself a favor, help each other out. I think that's a, a good way. I think some, some companies should even look at that from a sponsorship standpoint. I mean, that could be great branding and a great story that this guy is traveling the country being there for racers to be safe. No different than Kurt Johnson. I mean, everybody feels safer when they go to a racetrack and Kurt Johnson's prepping or Tyler's prepping or Jimmy Bradshaw's prepping these guys that are prepping drag strips and they know they're good and you're going there to test and you are spending the money, you know, you're going to get a great product. Safety is no different. You need to do that. Now, funny car chaos, dude, holy hell, who would have thought that there's that many people that get spun up, wound up on the chip for these events. I think it's awesome. Oh, hell yeah. It's, dude, it's red. I, I'm not driving one. Don't call me. I'm not. I got that whole claustrophobic thing. You put it down. There's something between my legs. I'm out. No, they're a good but time, man. I will watch because they are awesome, dude. And they're freaking ludicrous. They're crazy. They're like those gasser guys. Mm -hmm. I mean, just ridiculous. You don't know what's going to happen. Which way is it going? I don't know. I just hope it goes that way. Uh, <laughs> so, but yeah, yeah. no. Um, What's I'm trying to remember the gentleman's name. It's just him and his wife that are that are running the series. Chris and Terry Graves. Uh, yeah, there we go. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, they're I doing mean, a really job. good job. Really good job. They everyone was happy. I didn't see anybody bitching and complaining to them about one thing or another. But no, it was awesome. They, I mean, there are a bunch of people there. I mean, they had jet cars. They had, and they run like the Gasser Association too. So there's cars going all day. Um, but in the evening or whatever, they have the, the funny car stuff. So no, it's super cool. If you guys get the opportunity, definitely check one out. Um, they're doing a really flow really racing. Job. Yeah. Oh, and it's on flow. Yes, it is on flow. Uh, one of our, uh, one of our good friends over at flow flow racing, they put that deal together. So yes, you can watch funny car chaos on flow racing, which is pretty darn cool. It is very cool. Absolutely. All the way around. All right, what's next on your list? Dude, man, that's that's kind of it. I mean, we, we've already been talking for damn near an hour here. So, I mean, there's a couple other things. I got, um, you know, we could talk about the Lee and Tony thing um, with Tony Stewart getting his license in a top field dragster in Vegas, which is pretty cool for the sport. Um, but 
let's hold that thought. We'll talk about it next week because it's a two, like the video, I don't know if some of you might've saw it. It's a two part thing. It looks like, so they did like the to be continued deal. So let's wait until we can get a full analysis of the whole thing. So, but at first glance, it was really cool as well, put together and good for Tony. That's cool. Absolutely. All right. Well, I guess this is going to be the part of the show where uh, I'm going to close by saying thank you to everyone who has reached out in any way possible um, in the past couple weeks uh, since Di passed away on the 14th of April. I greatly appreciate the other podcasts in the media world that did tributes for Di. Uh, talked about die. I know there was a couple of them. I didn't make mention. I did make mention of a couple, uh, but thank you for that. Uh, all of the media individuals marketing from different companies and executives that are sponsors, racers, the list goes on and on. Uh, it was uh, heartfelt. It was nice to know that she reached the places she did in the world, uh, receiving messages from Australia and in other parts of the country with her story and the things that she went through, uh, or we collectively went through together for the last 10 years. And I greatly appreciate all that. I also appreciate Mollus race cars for doing their, uh, car giveaway, uh, donating the funds to, uh, the future, for our daughters. I greatly appreciate that. And, and so forth. The drag racers benevolent fun, uh, Craig Anderson, Jeremy Lurkey, Mark Erickson. I appreciate you guys, uh, above and beyond what I'll ever be able to repay to anyone who has been involved, uh, in the battle that we've had for the last three, three years, uh, definitely for the things that people have done for the last three weeks. Uh, we have a long road ahead of us, not sure exactly where that road's going to take us. However, uh, the do it for die is going to continue in one way, shape or form because that's what she would have wanted. And I want to make sure that her girls have a memory and a legacy that they can look back on or look up to as they move through their life and become uh, solid uh, young women being successful in the community as they grow and mature. That being said, um, I appreciate everybody. I really do. I've been through a lot of tragic things in my life and this by far is probably the worst because she was my best friend and we talked seemingly every hour of every day, at least once, if not more. Uh, for the last 10 years, and now I walk around in silence talking to her and screwing things up on a regular basis, as I'm sure I'm going to continue to do. But again, thank you guys very much for all the well wishes and prayers, books and advice, and I'm going to take it all in, and one day I will be able to talk about it without putting tears in my eyes, getting choked up, and uh just know that if you ask me today, would I marry her again 10 years and know that I only had 10 years to spend with her, I'd do it every time. So I don't regret any of it. 
if you have loved ones that have medical issues, family dysfunctionality, whatever the case may be, I beg you to work with your family, get them help medically, do everything you possibly can because at some point you're going to realize that you don't have any time and time has left you. So uh, we were, we were in that case because we thought we were going to win because we win at everything we do and we did not win, but my wife is not in pain anymore and we have a legacy to educate and communicate about her processes and her issues and concerns to society. And I hope that we're able to continue doing that uh, as starting off very soon. So uh, with that being said, Cam, I'm going to exit. I thank everybody for turning into the show and uh, the next few months, this will probably be my therapy session. I'm pretty sure it's way cheaper than me paying. Um, So who knows what you're going to hear about. And uh, all I can tell you is, is, if you're not interested in listening to a real show or real people with real problems in life, that's probably not the show for you for the next few weeks. But nonetheless, I'm out of here. I'll see you. Uh, thank you very much, Don. That was uh, very heartfelt. And, you know, we all, everybody, including myself, my family, offer our huge condolences to you and your family. You guys are uh, part of our family and uh, die always will be too. And uh, we know she's watching down on us and making sure that uh, we're keeping our wheels straight here on racers and rental cars. (laughs) So uh, we will uh, do our best to make her proud in all the things we do. And yeah. And thanks for uh, being such a great friend and all that stuff. So, but uh, we also want to thank our, our uh, sponsors that uh, help make this possible. NGK, KNN, CBD, MD, Flow Sports, Alex Styler, our buddy, make sure you check him out on uh, all of his sponsorship stuff. Um, yeah. And uh, keep downloading, subscribing and doing all the things and yeah, maybe buy a racers and rental cars hat or something on the website at racers and And with that, you guys have yourself a great week. See you. The track, the drag strip, the desert challenge. Cane infiltration is found wherever there's racing. It teaches us what works. Every mile of lessons go into every cane filter, so every filter can go to the finish. Until May 31st, special discounts on Cane air, oil, and cabin filters. Available at participating resellers and on KNFilters.com. Thank you for downloading this episode of Racers and Rental Cars. This episode has been brought to you in part by Streetway Marketing and Media, Voice America for all of your podcasting needs, K&N Air Filters, Manscaped.com, CBDMD, Motion Raceworks, and LB Trailer Sales. Be sure to use the RIRC promo code at any of the listed sponsors. We appre- they appreciate your business, and we'll see you next week.